on the exact date of his passing. I was lighting the candles on my Mexican Day of the Dead altar when the phone rang. It was my amazing, indefatigable literary agent, Emmanuel Morgan. I heard her voice for the first time as she said, I have some news for you. I replied, it has to be good. Thus I learned that thanks to Emmanuel, my 30-year dream had come true. Our book was on its way to the world and the readership it deserved. My affection for my editor, Wesley Adams, began with his wholehearted and continuing enthusiasm for Georg's book. I have come to appreciate his perfectionism, but also his willingness to compromise. He is a true gentleman, but best of all, he makes me smile. Could an author be any luckier? Georg Rauch believed that as long as you could laugh at something, its power to harm you was reduced. In his letters home from Russia, he often tried to find the funny side of things in what were, in reality, very unfunny situations. He takes the same approach in these pages, and the result is a unique tale of one clever, multi-talented 19-year-old who rose above his situations, put his many wits to use, and survived to tell it all. Phyllis Rauch Prologue our right hands stiffly raised, we repeated the words of the oath as they were pronounced. And I solemnly swear to defend Führer, Volk, and Vaterland. The morning of February 26, 1943, was bitter cold. Individual ice crystals dropped silently from the leaden, low-lying sky. It was too cold to snow. On a large barracks parade ground just outside Vienna, Six hundred teenagers stood at attention, three abreast in a long column. We must have looked like oversized tin soldiers placed there for some child's fantasy. Our boot heels were squeezed together, left palms were pressed to the seams of our trousers, chests were puffed out, stomachs sucked in, eyes staring straight ahead. We were smartly outfitted in the parade uniforms of the German Wehrmacht. The German soldier, Prussia's pride and invention, was expected to be tough as leather, hard as Krupp's steel, and fleet as a greyhound. But after only three weeks of basic training, we weren't exactly the perfect prototypes. I can imagine that had he been there, Hitler wouldn't have been very gratified to catch sight of me, since I definitely didn't conform to his ideal type. I measured only five feet ten inches tall, and my hair was a wild tangle of black curls, my eyes looked green or gray, depending upon the light, and the rest of my features were decidedly non-Aryan. My physique boasted no broad shoulders or other impressive details, though I was slim and well-built for my size. On this particular day, my large and curving nose was also red and runny, and my head was aching under the unaccustomed weight of the heavy iron helmet. My thoughts were no less heavy either. It wasn't one of the happier moments of my young life. The small group of German officers administering the oath stood facing us on the snow-covered ground. Oberstleutnant Kraus, the commanding officer of the communications training section, had just completed his speech, raving about the inevitable victory of the German forces over capitalism and communism. We were all aware that Stalingrad had fallen, 
and that Allied bombers were making cocky daylight raids on major German cities. I don't believe any of us expected the outcome of the war could be changed by a miracle such as the Wunderwaffe, Hitler's long-promised mystery missile that would ensure Germany's victory. Inevitably, the ever more powerful Allied forces would finally bring Germany to its knees. Oberstleutnant Krauss, evidently having refused to recognize these facts, reminded us of our duty and described in glowing terms how thrilling it would be when we finally got the chance to split a Russian skull with our spades. The military band played Deutschland, Deutschland über alles, and small clouds of steam from the musical instruments drifted skyward. A review company presented arms. As we were repeating the last words of the oath, to defend Führer Folk and Vaterland unto the death, I noticed that two of the soldiers ahead of me had the index and middle fingers of...